today rightfully so the milwaukee brewers come from behind a three-run deficit in the bottom of the ninth to get it done over the minnesota twins in 10 innings six to five the crew are one and oh undefeated never, never lost. lost rowdy what a game dude holy sh- nikes i'm just gonna put it out there right now your Milwaukee Brewers are on pace for 162 wins. Right here, brother. Right here, 162 brother. and 0. Let the 162-0 tweets fly. Our guy, True Advisor, up early. He says, what a way to start the year, boys, on Twitch. Could it have gone any better? He says, nice victory and nice jersey, Nelly. And he says, much love. He's in the Bahamas. Much love from the Bahamas this week. I'll be back to my usual routine next week. Rowdy, we're right now live in the Bahamas, too. Ooh, it's a little cold this morning here in Wisconsin, by the way. I feel like this is close enough to a Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah, I got a, I mean, my, I have a button down on, but it's open. So I feel like that's tropical a bit. Oh my God. The win yesterday though, that was absolutely incredible. Not only were there fans in the stands for the first time in 18 months, 12,000, little China, 12,000. It was, you ready for this? It was a sellout. (laughs) But manager, it was, yeah, nice to see teams like the Marlins having sellouts. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, I think just about everyone had a sellout. Uh, but the Brewers, Good yes, sold see. out. <laughs> we need more fans in there uh, for that kind of show. As okay, Rowdy, first of all, was that not like the longest game ever? That was the longest game, or maybe I just don't remember it, just because there's only sixty of them last year. But oh my god, that game took forever. It was worth it though. I literally sat in my car, so so I was here at work for a long time making sure everything was, you know, going good here. And then once I got into my car, I was driving home, listening to the crew on the radio. And then when I pulled into my driveway, it was the eighth inning. And it was around like five o'clock, maybe a little before that. I'm sitting in my driveway in the eighth inning and Bob Euchre is about to come back up in the ninth. And I'm thinking to myself, are you serious, dude? Like the Brewers, are they really going to lose on opening day? Because this, what happened, Rowdy? Travis Shaw, the bases were loaded. Travis Shaw walked and that brought in what, the second run, the first one, whatever it was, the sticks were pretty quiet for the Brewers for the most part, or the run production. And then I'm sitting there in my driveway just listening, waiting, listening, waiting, listening, waiting, and then the ninth inning rolls around, and you could just feel it. Bob Euchre gets back on the mic here on the radio, and all of a sudden there's just a couple hits here, a couple hits there, and then you know what happens, Rowdy? You know this guy who we, we mistakenly, well, at the time, okay, I did apologize to him. I used my apology for the month of March. We recalled him. It was the mayor of Ding Dong City. We recalled him in what, 2019? He had to go in 2019. We had to recall him. It's The mayor of Ding Dong City had to be recalled. But Rowdy, he was uh, reelected. Yeah, and I'll say this. He may have been recalled in 2019 because he had to be. But I'm going to say these airwaves were the first people to back Travis Shaw before the Brewers even signed him. I won't even say, yes, these airwaves, but I will say my guy Nelson Raisbeck over here, Rowdy, he's the first guy to back him. And then I jumped down again because Rowdy convinced me. He's like, dude, Shaw is going to have like, he's going to come like a phoenix from the ashes. And you know what he did, Rowdy? How about this? Shut to work.
Negroni! Bob Uecker! How good does that have to be or feel for Travis Shaw? The fact that... My God. The Brewers essentially let you go because, man, they, they just couldn't keep you around after 2019. They bring you back or ask if you want to sign a minor league deal with a chance at the club. You make the team out of spring training, and then you do that in your very first game back at Miller Park. Not only did he have that big hit to tie it up, but Travis Shaw had a lot of good at-bats. Oh, my God. He was the star of the game. Rowdy, he was the star of the game. Can't feel any better for Travis Shaw. The mayor is back in office, folks. The mayor is back in office. All I did was text a few people after some of his at-bats and say, how do you like me now? Some people that were uh, <laughs> you like Travis now? Shaw detractors. Yep. I texted a few people last night. Oh, my God. It was incredible. So Travis Shaw ties it up. What a hit from the mayor back in office. And then, dude, Josh Hader must have been fired up because Josh Hader comes in the game and he touched 100. Hater was throwing the gas. Might have been a hot gun last night. Might have been a hot gun. Well, I was listening to the radio, and there it was, uh, I think it was Uke, and Uke's like, Hater just hit 100. I think it was like 99.8 or 99.6. Yeah, that's a gun last night that uh, everyone might want to throw from that mound to see what they throw. Yeah, right. I texted our guy, Andrew Wagner, and I'm like, yo, dude, did Hater just hit 100? He goes, I think he did. But, Hater, dude, Hater, Hater was a beast. He struck out the side like that the stuff he was throwing was straight filth rowdy straight filth and then Dobnak the stretch pitch to Arcia swinging a tapper hit over the mound here comes Kane to the plate slides he's in the Brewers win it on opening day on an infield hit by Orlando Arcia Wow, Rowdy. So, I mean, the mayor of Ding Dong City, what he did, the mayor was the most electric player that game. But to have Orlando Arcia come in like that and have that little that little blooper infield single and then to have Kane come in, have the wherewithal to just get the wheels on, which we didn't think his legs were there, right? We didn't even think his legs were there. Kane comes sliding in, beats it, gets the... The, the, the fingertips on the base, and there's the win. Yeah. No, I was, just, I was I'm sorry. Just I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, Rowdy. What a game. What an opening victory for the Milwaukee Brewers. It's got to be Shaw, right? Shaw's the player of the game, right? Has to be. Has to be Two Travis Shaw. Two for four with three RBIs and a walk. And oh by, that, oh, by the way, that walk led to an RBI to make it two to one. Yeah. He had three excellent at-bats. And in high-pressure situations. The first one with the bases loaded in, what was that? The third inning, I believe yep. it was? And he, yep, he walked in the run. And he walked in the run. Even if he would have struck out, that was a hell of an at-bat. I think Maeda threw him like seven or eight sliders in a row. And Shaw was just like, nah, I'm not falling for Taking this. Taking pitches, following pitches off. Yep. Finally drew the walk, which uh, drew, or, well, led to a run, was an RBI. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest at-bat of the game when he put it in the gap for a, a two-run double. Oh. Come on. Oh. It's Travis Shaw. It and he's beautiful. here and he's going to be a bounce-back season. Tra- I have comments from Travis Shaw coming up. We, I am excited today. It is a – I think, Rowdy, you're excited today, aren't you? I don't think I've ever been happier for a player than Travis Shaw yesterday. I am so – same. I feel like like tears of – Hypothetical tears of joy are streaming down my face right now for Travis Shaw. What an incredible moment for Shaw. A guy who did so well for the Brewers, and then the drop-off was insane. He had the family struggles, right? He had the mental struggles. Uh, The Brewers sent him on his way. 
and then Shaw to come back after having, I mean, how would you say the end of his time was with the Brewers? Uh, disheartening for everyone? Like, sour taste in the mouth for everybody? I mean, for lack of a better term, pretty disgusting on the field. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, on the field and off the field for him, too, it wasn't, you know, he had some family issues. His daughter was uh, uh, some medical-ish stuff. So Shaw to come back, to come back, because I don't think they left on the best of terms, don't you think? I know they stayed in contact and stuff, but it felt like strange when they... Yeah, and then obviously he did his 60 games in Toronto slash Buffalo. Yep. And it it was just very weird how that tenure ended his first run with the Brewers. Yeah, and then for Shaw to come back and to do what he did yesterday was incredible. Remember what I was telling you this offseason where I go... You know who's actually probably the best fit after Justin Turner signed? Yeah, it's Travis, Travis Shaw, Shaw, and they should go after him and sign him because it makes a lot of sense. And and then I, I told you, I go, but I don't think the Brewers might be interested with how that you know yeah. time ended. Yeah. And I don't know if Travis Shaw could even, with his own, just himself, go back to Milwaukee after how it ended. I, I, didn't, yeah. think, I didn't think that that marriage would be possible again. But I was, but it made a lot of sense. And then, literally a week later, they signed Travis Shaw, and here we are. And here we are. And yeah, Rowdy's right. It was the Justin Turner sweepstake, the Justin Turner bonanza, as he was, you know, it was either the Dodgers or the Brewers. And Rowdy, everyone's hyped up on Justin Turner, and everyone's like, I don't know about the Brewers' pocketbook for that. And my guy Nelly over here is like, Well, I don't know, but what anyone else is thinking. But Travis Shaw actually is the next guy on my list that I want. And oh, a couple people scoffed. A couple of people scoffed at my guy Rowdy over A lot here. of people did. Hey, a lot of people even just on yesterday's show tweeting in saying how Travis Shaw shouldn't be starting. Travis Shaw shouldn't yeah. even be on this team. And what did he do again, Rowdy? Oh, hang on. I'm gonna get to I the think phone. that's the play of the game. I'm going to get to the phones for a second. Yeah, I think he, um, is this on? The play of the game. Set to work. I think that's the play of the game, Rowdy. I think we're going to have to double down on that a little later. Unbelievable. Yeah, and how about, uh, obviously, well, Travis Shaw was a big question mark, and we talked about it at the end of yesterday's show, how he was batting fifth, playing third base. A lot of people scoffed at it. Yeah. How about a lot of people scoffing at Luis Urias, who, by the way, made a hell of a play. Oh, my, the web gem. At, at the beginning of the game. First inning, the web gem, Rowdy. He's like, he was like Superman out there. And it's pretty funny because... Urias, I've been saying this forever, is literally the spitting image of Orlando Arcia, but he's like three years younger. Yeah. What does he do? Makes a wizard of a play in the field. You're a wizard, then, Luis. Then both him and Arcia go 0 for 2. <laughs> but Arcia's chopper did lead to the, the winning run. So. That was a hell of a way to win the game. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff to talk about today when it comes to this. How about the mayor of Ding Dong City? The mayor is back in office. Travis Shaw, the player of the game, with the play of the game. We say good morning to RJ. RJ. You mean, hot? <laughs> like, I, I understand the tie and the situation. Feel good story to tie it up. But the win's not the play of the game? Okay. Sure. 
But to, there's a lot of plays of the game. I'd be like Josh Hader on the mound striking outside. There's a there's a, there's a half inning of the game, you know. There, or you could say Lorenzo Cain sliding in it, with the Atlanta Arcia. There's a RJ, play. Of the game. You I gotta say you though, gotta have some balls to step up to the plate <laughs> and ring it into right center field. That is true. At, yep. Let's not talk about Arcia's little number like it was something special. Was was, that chopper. was no that was no piss missile from Arcia. That was a little chopper. How would you describe Shaw's rowdy? Was that a piss missile out there? I mean, yeah, he hit that ball hard right into the gap. I mean, yeah, Arcia just hit a little chopper that you see pretty casually. Oh, number, the number. I like, I like when you said nubber, the little nubber. <laughs> just bloop. And then Low Kane coming in with the I just slide. Tickled it out there. Just tickled it out there. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of good stuff about that game. But I think when you took the overall story, it's got to be Shaw. It's the overall yeah. story and him coming back and to have the fans in the stands and he was talking about it. Well, that's the all-timer. Like He had to come up with a big play right there or else the Brewers are going to lose that game. If Arcia, I mean, it was a chopper with a nice you know, base running by Lorenzo Kane. even if that doesn't happen, we're going to another inning. Yep. Wouldn't that have only been the second out? So there's still like another shot at a run still. Yeah, I mean there there was a yeah, lot of so yeah. yeah I see what there's a lot of variables where yeah. no, Shaw absolutely. had to come through or this game would not be how it ended. Right. Uh, okay. Plus, plus we got to talk about this. Uh, you just kind of triggered something for me. Oh, that triggered. a little peeved while watching the game. Tell me more. Them sending and holding runners. Yeah, what oh. was that? Dude, what yeah. the hell was the, what was the one they sent when he was like was it there Shaw? Was, who was that out? short little uh Fly to and then they sent left. Shaw and the guy's just waiting for Shaw at home oh. plate with the ball. And Shaw's like, oh, okay, here Shaw we go. was deader than a doornail on that one. <laughs> I saw someone uh, uh, message on Facebook. It was like worse than send him Ed Cedar. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Shaw is not a fast guy. If you've ever watched the guy play since 2017 right. for the Brewers, would you, you know that? Would you say it was the anti-play of the game? <laughs> oh. Well, on the call, like you could hear like confusion at, at uh, that. Early in the game, when they held him at third, and I'm yeah, like, it's like well, I guess t- he's staying at third. I was like, well, there. <laughs> the first time he they held, agree with it. <laughs> the first time they held uh, a player at third base, it was like, why aren't you waving him in right, right. now? And then to send Shaw in that who situation, was, yeah. who was dead to rights. It was, uh, I think the catcher already had the ball when Shaw was just at third. third base. I never cared about who was at third base until yesterday. I, I even think we the research program. I right. even think well, I know Quentin Berry's at first. I even think Uger dropped a. I guess they thought he could score. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Replacing coach Ed Cedar, someone else. We blah 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 blah. Jason Lane. Yeah, never heard of him. J- well, Jason you're Lane. Fired. Well, did he? St- was he? Was it? Was it the tutelage of Ed Cedars? Like, all right, all right, Jason. Here's what you're gonna do. One now that I'm not doing this anymore. If you got an opportunity, doesn't matter what, just send them. But yeah, very questionable. Not. Besides the first time, very yeah. questionable sends and holds yesterday in that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, worse than Ed. Send them home, Cedar. I saw our guy TJ message on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing sending Shaw? But what a game, though. I mean, we waited how long for to have an actual, like, meaningful season, right? Well, it was early October when the Brewers were getting absolutely throttled by the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, last season, you want to forget about it. 60 games. It didn't feel right ever. Uh, the Brewers stunk. I know they made it to the playoffs. Uh, their offense was abysmal. But to have them come back the way they came back was just absolutely incredible. It's what we've been waiting for for over a year, boys. Yeah. And it was it was a blast. And I don't know if I know listening to the game, it sounded like a packed house. 
Oh my god, I know. I mean, it sounded loud. Travis Shaw was on the. Uh, That's the, why Brewer fans won number one fans in the uh, big leagues. Yeah, yeah take that. Uh, who's that idiot Baxter. on Twitter? Baxter McNally, you douche. <laughs> but there was uh, some guy talking smack about Brewers fans. I, yeah, I saw that. I, I like how if you look at all of his responses, I live in Wisconsin. Says you're from Arizona. Does it? This guy's yep. an idiot. He's an idiot. Sure does. The guy's an idiot. <laughs> um, but yes, to have I saw Shaw or I was listening to Shay, Shaw because I was listening to the radio. I was listening to Shaw in the post game where they were talking to him, and Shaw's like, "Man, you know, it's so great to be back in Milwaukee and actually have fans in the stands. Something we haven't didn't have last year, and to be able to just do that was he's like, it was special, man. It's nice to be back. In fact, I do have comments from Travis Shaw, the mayor, Ding Dong. Here he is talking about his first first. First day back. Yeah, pretty good first day back. Can't complain. It was it was nice seeing fans in the stands. I know we all missed that last year, myself included, Brewers fans. It's nice to get back and it was nice to contribute and get that big hit in the ninth and felt felt really good. Sounds very cool, calm, collected. Here's more from Shaw. It was I mean, it was awesome. Last year that was the thing that everybody missed and it just it Damn. wasn't the same last year. And for me personally, after obviously a tough ending the first time here, first night here, it was it was nice to hear those roars again. I mean, if this is a place that feels like home to me, so really excited to be back and what a what a first game and what a what a what what a welcome back for for me and for everybody. How cool is that? How cool is that? Starting the year at five hundred, that's pretty good. Travis Shaw, how cool <laughs> is that? Here's more from Shaw saying they never gave up. It was a good inning for everybody. I mean, down three opening day. Coming back, I think it seems like we do this all the time on opening day, at least from what I remember. So uh, good good first day, and I know everybody's excited in there to kind of pull that one out. Down three late, so never gave up. Guys just kept going, and finally we were able to break through there. Yeah, I, I got to take a little responsibility here. I The Wisco Sports Show with our guy Grant Bills is on from 4 to 6, right? Yes, it is. The, the game, the Brewers started at 110. Now Grant's on in Madison, Eau Claire, Lacrosse. And in those markets, they all carry the brewers. We all own those companies. They're in those, you know, they're in the. He's on, so the brewers are covering him up. So his show is not essentially on, right? Right. So I messaged Grant. I'm like, man, the brewers not a Wisco Sports Show fan. They're, they're <laughs> this game is taking forever, and it's gonna suck because you're gonna have to come on and talk about the in- inevitable and eventual loss of the Milwaukee Brewers opening oh, day. Wow. I said that. Oof. I said that. I'm admitting to it right now. Never out my of the face. Fight. Egg on my face. And then when the ninth inning happened, I've, I was like, my God, reverse psychology. It worked. I did it, guys. No, I felt like a total a-hole for giving up on the Brewers in the eighth inning. Then the ninth inning happened. Here I am looking like a clown, but I'll gladly take it. Weirdly enough, you were negative there. I was extremely positive. Which is such a role <laughs> reversal. It's such a role reversal, Robbie. I was extremely positive because it seemed like the longer that game went, the better at-bats the Brewers were having. They and were. it was like they were getting extremely close to breaking through. And you know what? Maybe that damn ain't going to hold up for too much longer. But it was funnier because a preview to the Razor's Edge. I may have sent my buddy a little oh, nugget. Yeah. And I kept checking him off. Go, hmm, got that one. Check, check, check. Rowdy. And I go, all I need is a Brewers win here. I'm staying positive. We're not going to. We're, s- we're, 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 we're still in this. We check. Won't, we won't tell you exactly what happened yet until the Razor's Edge coming up. But Rowdy did something good. Something real good. Did but he, before he, that, did he hit on both of them? Oh, more than just both. Oh, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, fellas, what's up? Oh, it's the Minnesota <laughs> Twins fan, Nick Langer. I I had to call. You talk about egg on your face. I I I'm I'm, I'm, I'm honestly calling without comments. I'm just here to to, to take my beating. <laughs> um, to I uh, the Twins. I like the Twins. 
I know. I just, uh, but I like you was the opposite. I was ready to. I unfortunately I couldn't watch the game. I had to listen to it. I was driving back from Door County, but I, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'll just shut the, the game off. My wife's not enjoying listening to baseball. It's whatever, <laughs> you know. I, I could just listen to. Bob, I could listen to Bob Euchre all day. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm like, it's five to two. Game over. We'll listen to some nice radio on the way home. I get home, check the scores. I'm like, oh, I was all, I was all primed to call in and just. Rub it in your guys' face and then just like egg on my face now. But you know what? I got to take my lumps. Kudos to the Brewers. Great comeback. On a broadcast last night, I have no idea. I'm just vibing today. I'm just feeling it today, dude. Woo! Woo! Okay, so there was uh, some hilarity happening in baseball besides the Cubs losing to the Pirates, which is hilarious. There's a few things that happened yesterday. Uh, how about the first home run of the season? Maggie Cabrera in the snow. Yeah, hitting it out. That was just beautiful landscape. Beautiful, uh, just watching it in slow mo. I saw the Detroit Tigers release it on Twitter. It was awesome. Did you see the home run that wasn't? Yeah, that was it. So Bellinger <laughs> and Rowdy, did you did you check that out? Did you see that? No, by then I was checked out. Oh, oh yeah. I sent it to you. Okay. Cody Bellinger. You can, you can look at it. Cody it's Bellinger crazy. hit a home run, and uh, the outfielder. Who did the Dodgers play again? Rockies. Oh, yeah, the Rockies outfielder, I forget who it was, but he had it in his glove. He caught it, and then it bounced out of his glove and went over um, over the fence, and it was a home run. Yeah, and it's not like one of the webbing ones. It hit the palm. Yeah, it was in there. And, like, the momentum carried the glove over, and then it just rolls out. So Cody Bellinger hit a home run, but he thought the outfielder caught it. A fan that was sitting down there casually grabbed the ball and pretended like he didn't have it. Yeah, so no one even out. knew. No one even knew where the ball was. The guy grabbed it and then just sat there like he never found it. So Bellinger, Bellinger thinks that it is. Um, oh no, Bellinger out. kept trotting. Well, at first he thought it wasn't was, out. Yeah. So Justin Turner is running as fast as he can because he's already on base. Yeah. So Justin Turner then thought it was caught. Wait, caught. they cross paths. So then Turner Justin started Turner running back. back around. So Justin Turner turned back around and run back, and then Bellinger's like, no, 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 keep running. But Turner wasn't listening, and then crossed paths. So he's out. So yeah, with Bellinger, the, the home run became a RBI single. An RBI, RBI single, single with an out recorded at second. So wow. Bellinger hit a home run, <laughs> but it was recorded as an out and an RBI single. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. It good was th- crazy. Good thing he's not a brewer. Yeah. S- sucks to suck. Sucks Dodgers. to suck Justin Turner and Bellinger. And then this, so that was wild. Oh, and, and then, by the way, speaking of that, Dodgers lose. Dodgers lose. That. There's Rowdy has the under of 103 and a half. Yeah. Dodgers lose. Not starting out how you want to be. All right. So also yesterday, <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, you were talking about Mickey Cabrera hitting that home run. Well, the Cleveland Indians lost. So... Because that's who the, the the Detroit Tigers were playing, but in the Cleveland Indians loss, there was a uh, a post game show on afterwards. This is hilarious. They were taking. I've never seen a TV show take calls from listeners like when they're doing the post game show. But apparently, the Cleveland Indians post game show did. So here's <laughs> Cleveland Indians broadcaster Bruce Drennan going off on a caller. This this is I think what Rowdy wants to do to a bunch of our listeners. Something not a bunch of them, a few of them. No, um, like all of them. Well, I mean, we're not going to name any names, but there's one guy who loves his booze. But I think a lot of people want to say this too. Here is <laughs> here is the Cleveland broadcaster Bruce Drennan on uh, the post game show after the Cleveland Indians lose. You can just simply pitch around Ramirez, keep walking him, don't give him anything to hit, 
This is the caller, obviously. The good pitch is down the middle. He won't swing at, but the ball's down around his ankles. He hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Here he goes. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Reyes hit in the clutch last year, huh? <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an idiot. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not gonna, idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather that proves what an ignoramus you are. Get off our show. I love it. Fair weather idiot. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to move on here. <laughs> Hold on. It gets 844-284-289-1421. Didn't even have the courtesy to call me by my name. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh. see Rowdy wanting to do this on a couple people. Oh. Did, You're an ignoramus, you idiot. Didn't even have the courtesy to call so me by up, my name. I'm bringing up the <laughs> Cleveland Indian Detroit Tiger game in the box score, right? No, I'm not. He's talking about Jose Ramirez being walked around or pitched around. Yeah. Well, First of all, the guy talks about well they they mention the guy who comes up after Ramirez. So that's Eddie Rosario. Yeah. He I don't know what the guy's talking about. He hasn't been there for 2 years. <laughs> he was with the Twins well, last I year. I think the guy was just talking about in general. Oh, they oh. they're pitching around him to get to the next guy. And then they then they mentioned Reyes, who also hasn't yeah. been there for 2 <laughs> years. All right, real, real quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Well, Goodbye, uh, Enterprise Hall. Where are you going? <laughs> California. Where are you going to, why are you going? To, you go, you're going to California, Led Zeppelin style? <laughs> Down the middle? Uh, I, I don't know. And I'll... Enterprise, Captain Kirk, uh, Star Trek Three. You're an idiot. You're an idiot, and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not gonna, idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat. You stupid idiot. Man, like, our guy down the middle is going to. Our guy down the middle is going to California, guys. Who gets that upset as a response to a fan after the first game? He's sitting here telling the guy not to make judgments over the first game. But, and but he is just—he's right on in there. All he's, right, who is this guy? Uh, his name is Dave, or I'm sorry, Bruce Drennan. D R E N N A N. This guy is a legend, a national treasure. The Charlie, Charlie, if you're listening, this one's for you, buddy. This is Led Zeppelin's "Going to California." As the kid called in, said he's going to Cali. Charlie, this one's for you. Making new starts. I'm gonna drink some hams in the shores of California. (laughs) I will come right back. I know we've been hammering it a lot today, but rightfully so. Opening day, the cardiac crew strikes. As the game progressed, right, they just seemed to get better and better. The sticks got better and better. I had people messaging me. They're the only run they've gotten is Travis Shaw walking in. Uh, I forget who who Shaw walk in. Was it Yelly that crossed the plate? I forget who walked in. But Shaw, the bases were loaded. Was it Wong who walked in? I think it was. Oh, I'm trying to see. But it doesn't matter. Besides the point, Travis Shaw was up there. Bases were loaded, and he walked in a run. And that was a hell of an at bat, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Maeda was throwing pitches. slider after slider after slider. Took a ton of pitches that were close. Had a good eye. Followed off uh, other pitches. Made it into a long, tough at bat, and finally worked the walk and walked in a run. I mean, with Travis Shaw was 
the key player yesterday for the Brewers offensively. Yeah. I mean, the guy went two for four with a walk, had three good at bats, and he had three RBIs, accounted for half their runs. Yes. Okay. He was money yesterday. On that, I mean, as the game progressed, the sticks got better. It got better and better and better. In the ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth, it's like, well, the Brewers are going to get one last crack at it. And my God, did they ever. Uh, it started right here. It was. You know, Colton Wong getting on base, and then it was Keston here, a little bleep, little blooper, getting on base. And then in the big moment, something that we were devoid of last year was Christian Yelich in a nice stick. Well, Christian Yelich in a big moment, bottom of the ninth. Yelly gets up the bat. So, Rowdy, that happened there. Christian Yelich, in the big moment of everything you've ever wanted from Yelly, like, let's forget about last season, let's start anew this year, Yelly delivers. He delivers. And then, this Rowdy, and I hope the, the powers that be are listening, I'm dubbing this, you ready for this? The play of the game. Can you, can, do you want to do you want to verify that this, we're dubbing the play of the game, Rowdy? Can you, can you second this? Yeah, the Travis Shaw... Two-run double has to be the play of the game. Oh, and by the way, if the powers that be are listening, you can catch all of the Brewers games right here on 96.7 FM, 1670 AM The Zone. Our call letters, not that it really even matters anymore, W-O-Z-N. But this would be the play of the game. The mayor is back in office. Chills, chills, Bob Euchre on the call, on the radio, mayor of Ding Dong City, Travis Shaw, back for the Brewers on a redemption tour, and does that. Incredible. Then, of course, the Brewers went on to win in 10. You have Orlando Arcia, a little blooper in the infield, a little low can come sliding in, gets it done. Rowdy, could you have, could you have scripted it any better for the opening day? No, it was an awesome game to watch. And obviously, the game felt like, it took forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, it did because it did. That's only if you don't like baseball. I think it was four hours and fourteen minutes was the total game itself. But that's, yes, that is. If you that's don't like only baseball. if you just don't like baseball because that was an entertaining game. It was. It was incredible. I literally sat in my car listening to the radio for like two hours in my driveway. My wife came out. She's like, "Honey, why are you sitting in your car?" I'm like, "I'm like, Euchre's on the call right now. Let me do my thing." Even a cop. Knocked on your window saying, sir, do you live here? Well, oh, my wife came out and she's like, what? She's like, why are you, are you just sitting in your car? I'm like, listening to the Brewers. Let me listen. Let me do my thing. Then my neighbors walk by with their dogs. They waved at me and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, listening to the Brewers. Let me do my thing. There's this, um, this neighbor girl down a couple houses down that, um, is always out and about rollerblading. She came and knocked on my window. She's uh, Eba, what are you doing? I'm like, tit, 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 tit. listen to the Brewers. Let me do my thing. And then, oh my God, it was incredible. Just the theater of the mind. And Rowdy, you had a little adventure yesterday around the around Madison. How exciting! Where were you? Badger Tavern when they won? Yeah, I was uh, going around everywhere with uh, Becker. Yeah, mutual friend Becker, the Beckers, if you will. And I, I heard you ran into some listeners at the Badger Tavern. Yeah, we did. Um, I wish you could remember their names, so I give them a shout out. I know they're with our guy Mark. 
But how exciting was it when you were there, you know, with other Brewers fans, obviously socially distanced and being responsible, but there with the Brewers fans, how was it to see just actually be around your fellow man and your fellow woman to watch actual meaningful baseball on TV that had fans in the stands, which was a sellout for the Brewers, by the way, just under 12,000. But how was it when Low Kane came coming in for the win? Was it just electric? Yeah, it was awesome. You're sitting there, you're watching it with a bunch of people, and everyone's screaming, everyone's cheering. Becker and I look at each other with a huge high five. Mm-hmm. Now It didn't get any better. Now, question for you. Um, remember when the Brewers won in 163 games against the Cubs down in... Nope, it was definitely not as awkward as that. Okay, that's you knew where I was going with it then. Nelly and I, when the Brewers won uh, the 163rd game down in Miller South at the time uh, in Chicago... We were both in my office watching, and the Brewers win. We both jump up. Nelly goes for the high five. I go for the 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 man embrace, the hug. That's when I found out Nelly's not a hugger. <laughs> Nelly's a high fiver. I go in for the man embrace. Nelly's for the hug. We both look at you like, uh, what do we do here? I think what did we end up doing? It was like a it was like an ass out like tap on the back. Was that what it was? I don't even. I try to block that. <laughs> But you and Becker settled for the high five. Yeah, right? I mean, we went right to the, <laughs> as we're screaming. I go in for like the chest bump man embrace. Now he looks at me like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Just high five me. It was ended up being an ass out like tap on the back. No, I think it was just where you both throw your hands up and it was just kind of one of those. You, yeah. I'm, <laughs> it was very awkward. It wasn't awkward. Well, it was awkward because I. We I, looked right at each other and both had to stop. We're like, eh, what are we doing here? Ah, Brewers right, won. We'll do this. Brewers won 163. So you and Vector with the high five. All right. So there you go. All right. Brewers, we'll have all kinds of reaction. If you want to have some reaction to 608 321 1670. We've actually heard from a lot of Minnesota Twins fans today that have been um, taking their lumps. I have nothing against the Twins. I kind of like, when it comes to an AL team, I kind of like the Twins yeah, to a degree. Yeah, I think we've definitely heard from more Twins fans about the game. I want to hear from Brewers than fans, Brewers too. Fans. 608-321-1670. I mean, we've heard them on Twitch and on Twitter. I want to hear your voice. 608-321-1670. Speaking of voices, let's get counsel, hater, Travis Shaw. Uh, this, if you, if you don't have a little of a emotion for Travis Shaw after yesterday, check your pulse because your heart might have stopped beating. Travis Shaw, from what he had to go through with his, uh, his end with his first run with the Brewers, I mean, Rowdy, he had what? It was some family issues. His daughter was struggling health-wise. And it obviously affected his play on the field because he was – what was he hitting? Like, like was he hitting w- he was low ones? hitting in the 160s. Yeah. And they even sent him down to the minors to work it. It just didn't work out for Travis Shaw after having, you know, a pretty good campaign with the Brewers, two campaigns. And then, you know, his, his last year is just abysmal. And then he went, what, to the Blue – was it the Blue Jays first? Who did he go to first? Yeah, it's with the Blue Jays. Yeah, Blue Jays then came back. And we're like, and Rowdy, Rowdy the was the Jays first guy. Of Buffalo. Yeah, Rowdy was honestly the first guy I heard really touting Travis Shaw's name. Everyone was enamored with Justin Turner from the LA Dodgers. They were like, "We got to get Turner. We got to get Turner." And then it's like, okay, well, Mark Adonazio has got to pony up the money for Justin Turner. I don't think oh, that's happening. Real quick yeah? here, did you see him on the broadcast in the earlier innings? Did you see his hair? Oh my! If if you did you see try, his hair. If I didn't know who it was and you just showed me a picture of, of Mark Ananasio and, and go, this guy is worth $3 billion, I would say you're lying. You look like a bum. <laughs> that guy walks down on State Street. 
Yeah, and he doesn't have a home. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is not worth three plus billion dollars. Man, did he look? You see the hair? Unkempt. You see the hair? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like. Didn't you know you were gonna be on TV and going to do this interview? It looked like he just rolled out of bed. I feel like he just done. He just let himself go. He's like, I don't care anymore, dude. As long as the Brewers win, I just don't care. He looks like he, he is like a homeless dude. Yeah, that. the shovel. That's the best word for it. It's the the weird ponytail. It's like he's either gonna be it like. It's almost like obviously like the clothes he was wearing. It looked like he may or may not have been wearing those the day before too. <laughs> it's not. But I mean, normal people do do that. Uh, Normal, listen, I might be looking at one right now. I'm not going to name any names, but yeah, normal people do do that. <laughs> but Rowdy, looking at Mark Anasio, you're like, this is the guy who owns the. This is this guy is worth how much money? He looks like he's like the the dude from the Big Lebowski. He looks like he's like the dude's like even more of a loser cousin. Hey man, pass the roach, man. I, that, that really just stuck out to me when he was doing that interview. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> Yeah, but that's a business, man. All right, so, yeah, Mark Adonazio. At first, for a while, he looked like an early 90s villain. Um, you know, like kindergarten cop, that like the ponytail and the weird fit and suit. Now he just looks like he was like a villain for the dude in the Big Lebowski. Like wearing just this like shabby looking clothes and just unkept. Like he's slamming white Russians and smoking some ganja. God bless him for that. All right, Rowdy, so comments here from Travis Shaw. But Travis Shaw, what he went through and now to him – coming back and to have that unfold yesterday was incredible. Here is Travis Shaw. Yeah, pretty good first day back. Can't complain. It was it was nice seeing fans in the stands. I know we all missed that last year, myself included, Brewers fans. It's nice to get back and it was nice to contribute and get that big hit in the ninth and felt felt really good. Yeah, it felt great. Uh check your pulse if you didn't have a a, a feeling over it. Here's more from Shaw. It was, I mean, it was awesome. Fans, last year, that was the thing the that fans. everybody missed. And it just, it wasn't the same last year. And for me personally, after obviously a tough ending the first time here, first stint here, it was, it was nice to hear those roars again. I mean, if this is a place that feels like home to me, so really excited to be back and what a, what a first game and what a, what a, what a welcome back for, for me and for everybody. All right. Um, Nelly, I got an email here. I'm going to go to my, I'm going to go to my email inbox. My guy, Greg, what's up, Greg? He says the it's this the subject is Mayor DDC, the mayor of Ding Dong City for my guy Greg. Says I hope Shaw hits three thirty with twenty seven home runs and one hundred and sixty RBIs. I think we all do. Yeah, that might be a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take two forty with like twenty five home runs and sixty RBIs. Yeah, totally. I love the passion, Greg. Uh, here's more. Speaking of passion, Craig Council talks about having Travis Shaw contribute the way he did. He's a left handed player that. Is, helps us a lot, balances out. Um, he's capable of hitting in the middle middle of lineup like he did today, and um, and he's also just capable of having like those grinded out at bats like he had against Maeda in, in the in a second at bat. So it's, it's a nice day for him, and and he can go home with a with a big smile on his face knowing he contributed to a win. Yeah, there you go. Uh, nice to hear from Council. Also, Rowdy, how about the fans in the stands? Craig Council said the crowd pushed him. In a day like today, a home crowd is what kind of gets you, keeps you going in a day like this when you're down and they're still they're still giving you energy. You know, you get that one little crack like we did in, in the ninth and, and the crowd's right there with you and, and you felt it. I got to say the crowd definitely, dude, over the broadcast and I was listening on the radio. You, you could hear a raucous. You could hear them just yeah, going nuts. Yeah, and I think the players, obviously the broadcast and just us as fans watching, 
it sounded like a lot more than 12,000 people were there. Yeah. Oh, it totally did. It felt and like that's it sounded- exactly why Milwaukee Brewer fans won best fans in the MLB. Bingo. All right, some other... Tell Fuller there's nothing different I'm doing. All right, Rowdy, uh, some other things here looking at from council. They all do talk about the contributions, excuse me. I mean, Orlando Arcia had that little blooper. That's what scored Kane. But how about Luis Urias? Dude, did you – I know you did. But how about that web gem from Urias? That was – he was like Superman in the first inning. Yeah, I I sat there, and the first thought that crossed my mind after he made that play was – how long until everyone that was scoffing at Arcia not playing shortstop will forget about Orlando Arcia? Yeah, here is <laughs> here's comments from Council on the contributions of Shaw, Arcia, and Urias. We used everybody today. I mean, we talked about this before. That's why we carry extra players to be able to be a little more aggressive in a, in a game like this. So, you know, I thought we got our guys in some pretty good spots. Yeah, those, those three guys, Luis had made a great play to, to start the game. That was important, I thought. And obviously Travis and, and Orlando finished it off. It, yeah, I mean he's not. I mean I saw Vogelbach in there. I saw everybody in there. I don't. There was what McKinney was in there as a pinch hitter. You had uh, Jackie Bradley yeah, Jr. coming hit. as a pinch hitter. Yeah, it McKinney. Was, uh, it was awesome to see everyone. They he was the, the last arms. guy to make the roster. <laughs> yeah, I mean you had uh, who else was in there? Uh, Robertson. You had everyone in there. It was wild. Yeah, honestly, if you're going to nitpick and say who played horribly or who was probably the person that you didn't see as much from that you were looking from or looking for more. Probably Keston Hira. Yeah, that's that was the only thing you could really nitpick. I mean, he did. Well, he was involved in why they won at the end, but the ref of but he yeah, did five he, at bats. He had no hits. He probably looked out of everyone that stepped up to the plate yesterday. He probably looked the worst. At times, he looked kind of lost up there. It may, I was a little concerned about it, but here's the thing: I I think Keston Hira can get out of it. It's freaking game one. Uh, something I really like to see was the arm uh, of Josh Hader, dude. Josh Hader hit 100 on the gun. I, I, Rowdy, can we say he hit 100? I think it was like 99.8. Can we say he hit 100, though? I heard I heard them on the uh, the broadcast say it. Uh, I talked to my guy, Andrew Wagner, who said he we thinks don't he do, did. We don't do decimals here. He hit 100. He hit 100. Here's Shaw talking about Hater hitting 100. That's the hardest I've ever seen him throw. I mean, I, I've seen him in his prime in 18, and, I mean, when he was literally unhittable at 18, he wasn't throwing that hard. So if he consistently, I mean, that's, that was electric stuff today. look up, you see 99 on the board multiple times. That's, that's going to be a problem for hitters. If that, if that consistently keeps happening. Okay. Rowdy, what is I've, obviously he's juiced for opening day. Oh yeah. The adrenaline was flowing. His hair and looked he phenomenal. Speaking of flow, probably a little bit to do with fans being back in the stands. Great hair. Opening day is now April 1st in that uh, late March, early April time frame. Yeah. It's probably just jacked up. I've seen I've seen a lot of pitchers hit you know like 99, 98, 100. What is it with haters that just looks different? What is it that is am I distracted by the hair? Like what is it that's different with hater? Is it just me? Is it my eyes? I don't get it. Different arm slot. It's got to be the arm slot then and then the hair. It's just flowing. Here is hater saying uh, they never quit. That's that's the one thing about this team, man. We never quit. Uh, we we ride all the way to the end, and uh, you saw it firsthand here today. And and obviously having the fans there. Um, to, to bring that extra juice, I think that's uh, that's what you love. That's what this game's about, too, is is everybody, the atmosphere, and, and bring that all together. So uh, it was a great first dub, and, and we're excited to continue to move on through, uh, after this. The great first dub. Hell yeah. Here is more from Hater saying, Rowdy, to your point, fans in the stands, maybe that's why he's touching 100. Here you go. 
Honestly, uh, I haven't really paid much attention to the radar gun. You know, I know in spring, occasionally I was doing 95, but like I said before, when you get these fans and uh, especially am fan, man, we get loud. And I think that's uh, a big adrenaline push for us. So, you know, excited to have fans back and the way we're playing, making that comeback. Uh, that was huge. I mean, it's hard not to uh, get a big adrenaline rush. There you go, Rowdy, right from the horse's mouth. How much do you think they were coached on saying am fam, am fam, well, he- am fam? Listen, honestly, uh, Listen, he, he, like, I haven't specifically really paid goes much attention to the radar gun. Yeah, you know, I know in spring, occasionally I was doing 95, but like I said before, when you get these fans and uh, especially am fam, man, we get loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, dude, you get out there and you try to pepper in am fam as much as you can, man. Yeah, you know, am fam. There you go. Dude, if fans back in the stands. The reason why, or not the reason, but one of the reasons why the Brewers struggled last year. No fans in the stands. Rowdy, they were voted best fans in the land, man, yesterday. And here they are at AmFam doing as best as they can, man. Well, that rhyme time. So I've been uh, cruising around Facebook and uh, the Twitter sphere, and then obviously a bunch of my sports websites. And I'm looking at, can't help but look at the TV when they play it. Uh, in between opening day, it's always the Aaron Rodgers drama in Green Bay. Um, and then we had those comments from Mark Murphy earlier this week. And I just got to ask you, bro. I mean, we when we first played him a couple days ago, it left a sour taste in our mouth, right? It was something that it just didn't didn't seem right. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This is starting to get to like Brett Favre levels for me. Uh, no, it totally is. Because it's starting to get annoying that it's you have very to annoying. talk about it all the time. Because obviously we've talked about how it's a different situation. Favre was waffling back and forth whether he should retire or not. And, I mean, he did take more risks than Rodgers. And you could say that Rodgers is arguably at a higher level than what Brett Favre was. and then you, But then two years later you see what he did with the Vikings. Yeah. So I don't know if you can necessarily argue that. But still, it's starting to get annoying because Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, someone come out and say or do something so we don't have to hear about all these little rumors because it's exactly. off season. Every off season lately with the Packers has been a soap opera. It's as the wheel of cheese turns up there in Green Bay. Mark Murphy, I'm going to play the comments again and just – here, here. No, I, I can't really get into specific players. It's about Rogers. Yeah, we've been able to create room uh, with others. Don't you guys want to ensure, though, that he's your quarterback beyond just this season? Yeah, I, I'm not going to get into the specifics again. That right there is the worst thing to ever happen, or I guess some would say the best when it comes to you know talking heads and the drama, but the worst thing ever was Mark Murphy being allowed – to you know, get in front of a Zoom meeting, and then he was asked about Rodgers and gave that stupid answer of just... No, I, I can't really get into specific players. Huh? He's your player. He's, he's a Green Bay Packer. He's under contract. In fact, Rowdy, a little later on in that conversation, he was asked about the salary cap. He was asked about free agency. We don't have a lot of cap space, and the cap went down you know, about $15 million. And when you look at it, you know, obviously, uh, we made some key signings, most recently Aaron Jones, but really you go back during the season and David, David Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark. So those are pretty good free agents there. So from going from this... No, I, I can't really get into specific players. 
I can't get into specific players to this. We don't have a lot of cap space, and cap went down you know, about fifteen million. And when you look at it, you know, obviously uh, we made some key signings. Most recently, Aaron Jones, but really you go back during the season and David David Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark. So those are pretty good free agents there. You go from not even saying Aaron Rodgers' name to then Say talking about Aaron, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and Kenny Clark. Am I like? Am I taking crazy pills? Am I? Do I feel like something is off here with Rodgers and the Packers brass? Yeah, it totally is, and it's becoming annoying. I think for everybody. Say his obviously, name, Mark Murphy. Obviously, Say Rodgers. Mark Murphy doesn't want to do anything. Obviously, he doesn't want to say anything about it, but you can tell he's getting annoyed by it, right? Because mm-hmm. he instantly goes, I can't talk about it. And then he talks about Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, and Aaron Jones. We've had probably three or four segments the last three or four days all pertaining to the same exact topic. Well, if, and Brody, nothing has changed besides lack of words. I saw this from uh, PackersNews.com, and it was, the Packers are playing with fire. Here's how Aaron Rodgers could force his way out next year if he feels motivated to. The, the, this is now what's being written by the big J's. Well, I told Packer you land. the last time we talked about this, at what point are you Aaron Rodgers where you say enough is enough, trade me, call their bluff? Yeah. Oh, uh, the King says those aren't specific players. Hmm. He goes from not even saying Aaron Rodgers' name to, I don't know, naming specific players. King, I think you're a little slow today, buddy. Go drink a little more of that coffee. Um, it's getting to be annoying. I mean, it's not getting to be. It is annoying. It's all you ever hear about. Opening day, opening day. Uh, Final four coming up. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers forcing his way out of Green Bay. Well, here's the thing. Maybe Rodgers doesn't want to stay in Green Bay. Maybe that's the case. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't think anyone knows what it is. And the guys that do know what it is aren't going to say anything. But the one thing I, I do know. I think there's only a handful of people that knows what it is. And it's Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekunst, Russ Ball, and probably Mark Murphy. Rowdy, here's the one thing I do know, though. Uh, Mark Murphy is right there crying about how they uh, you know, can't do much in free agency because of their money situation, right? I do know one thing, that if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers brass were to restructure his contract, they would save like 14 to $17 million. Or if you didn't spend a bunch of money renovating Lambeau Field, <laughs> putting in a sledding hill? another sledding hill when obviously there's a ton of global warming occurring. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of the opposite thing to do. You're not thinking too far in advance here. Yeah, if anything, you should have put in a pool and a slide. Yeah, you got to think long-term, Mark, not short-term. Long-term. But he can't talk about specifics. No, no specifics. Unless you want to talk about Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and I don't know, Kenny Clark. Other than that, I mean, I'm going to talk about specifics, okay? Hmm, I don't want to talk about the literally the face of our franchise. I don't want to talk about our literal cash cow. I don't want to talk about the guy who's going to take us oh to two NFC Championship games and hopefully a Super Bowl coming up. Missing, I don't want to talk about him. You're missing something. What's that? The guy that just won the MVP. Yeah, award. I don't want to talk about our MVP of the entire National Football League. I don't want to talk about that. Unless I can't get into specifics. But hey, you want to talk about Aaron Jones? Maybe Kenny Clark? I don't know. Maybe a little David Bakhtiari? What are we talking? How are we looking? What's going on? Rowdy, something stinks. Something stinks. And I don't like it. All right, there you go. A little update on the Packers. Actually, there is really no update. It's just Mark Murphy stirring the pot. We got to put Mark Murphy in the den of iniquity, Rowdy. See if he crawls out alive on the Mark Murphy thing. We had our guy Corey call in. Morning, Corey. Thanks for uh, chiming in. On the commercial break, he's like, I don't understand what's going on with Mark Murphy. Why was he out there talking to the media? Well, Murphy was initially talking about the additional 17th game. 
and the new TV deal and playing overseas. Uh, Mark Murphy is on the football. I think he's on the football committee, so he oversees or the NFL. He's on some big board for the NFL, overseeing a bunch of decisions uh, for the entire league itself. And then, so there, that's why he was initially talking to the media. And then, of course, they started asking about Rodgers because why wouldn't you? And then the King here on Twitch, who a little slow this morning, King. You know, work on that coffee, brother. He says I didn't realize Mark Murphy was the GM and was making football decisions. Well, King, here's the thing about Mark Murphy. I don't want to brag about myself, but... (laughs) Mark Murphy has the triangle of power here where he has Matt LaFleur and he has Brian Gutekunst, and I think Russ Ball's thrown in there as well, so it kind of throws off the triangle, more like a square. But it's Mark Murphy who has final say in all decisions. Am Am I wrong in that, Rowdy? Like, that hasn't changed, has it? Last time I was updated on their structure, that that's what it was. That Mark Murphy brings the boys in and like you know weekly and makes sure everything's going well, and he he looks at what they're doing and for the most part lets them make their decisions. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the man who's been around football is in an entire adult life. I don't want to brag brag about myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been all of my adult life. I've been in, involved in football. I'm pretty sure he's signing off on a lot of things. So to say that he's not, yes, he's not the GM, and I understand that, Brian Gutekunst is, but he is, at the end of the day, making football decisions. And he's been involved his whole life. <laughs> Mark Murphy, howdy doody, Alfred E. Newman. All right. Knucklehead. You, you knucklehead. All right, Rowdy. People are like, why, why, why are you so mad at Mark Murphy? Why, why, why? Don't get me started on Mark Murphy in the demise of the Packers at the end of Mike McCarthy's run. That was... <laughs> You're still upset about how they did Big Mike? They did Big Mike dirty! But also, Mark Murphy let it fall to shambles like that, Rowdy. I mean, he was the hiring and firing guy when it comes to that. He let it fall to shambles. And that's why we Speaking were Speaking that... of falls, you never... You should have fallen. I should've, you should have jumped. Not fallen, I should have jumped. If I would have realized there was a, how 2020 and then a 2021 was going to go, I would have done it. All right. How about a good thing, though? Jimmy Leonard, Wisconsin's defensive coordinator. No, you heard the comments from him a little earlier this week. It was Wednesday. He met with the media. I love the fact that he came in and told – well, here's the thing. When it comes to defensive coordinators for the Green Bay Packers, they are always public enemy number one in the eyes of Packers fans. They are always the ones blame, blaming the D.C., saying, you need to be fired. You, Packer fan, I'm sorry, cheeseheads – Aren't happy unless they want unless someone's getting fired or they should fire someone. And isn't it always the DC rowdy? Isn't it always the defensive coordinator? Yeah, but in their defense on that one, it's because the the defense is normally what's the issue, right? Yeah, I mean you go to Dom Capers, That's you go to the Mike issue, Patton. man. Man, the rug is not the issue here, dude. It's the DC man. It's the defensive coordinator. So if Jimmy Leonard was to be the Packers DC. I wouldn't want to be that guy. I, I like Jim Leonard. He's an amazing, incredible player uh, for Wisconsin and then obviously in the NFL and now a great defensive coordinator for the Badgers. If he was the D.C., I couldn't stomach knowing that there's cheeseheads out there screaming from the mountaintops into the abyss to get him fired. It'd be tough for me to handle that. So I'm glad that Jimmy Leonard turned it down because I don't, I don't want to have to make a case to say don't fire the guy. But here's Jimmy Leonard on turning down uh, the Green Bay Packers. Here, here you go. Uh, crap, I just screwed up. Here you go. Obviously, it's a huge opportunity. Very humbled to be in the conversation for that position. You know, it's an organization, obviously, being from the state, know a lot about and have a tremendous amount of respect for 
the way that organization operates and you know they're right on the fringe of a Super Bowl and they have been for a while now so definitely a, a difficult decision to have to make but why here I came here wanting to win a national championship right I came here wanting to win the Big Ten as a player right nothing's changed as a coach right we haven't done that <laughs> since I've been back so the goals haven't changed right I, I feel like we have a group that that can accomplish that things have to go well we have to play good football, much better football than we played last year. And uh, that's the challenge every day. Rowdy, he came back because he had unfinished business with the Wisconsin Badgers. And he feels like they got the team to do it, and he wants to win the Big Ten title. Then he wants to go win the national championship. I love it. I yeah. love the fact that you're loyal You're loyal to the team. I mean, he was a walk-on for Wisconsin, okay? And then to be the All-American, to be as beast as he is, I love it, Rowdy. Yeah, and he kind of alluded to it, how he loves Madison. This is... This is his city, his state, loves being here. This is home. And I think kind of what some Badger fans' ideal situation would be might potentially happen if he sticks around long enough. you saying Jimmy Leonard could eventually be the head coach of the Wisconsin Badger football team? I think it very well could be, especially if he wants to stick around. Love it. Uh, more from Jimmy Leonard talking about their goal and how they haven't reached their ceiling yet. Whether it's spring ball, you know, winter conditioning, or, or transitioning into the season much later this fall, that is the goal. There's no ulterior motive. These players, we ask them to push themselves individually and push the team, become leaders and, and help develop on and off the field. So that's my job as a coach, and I feel like we haven't reached the ceiling. We, st we still got a long ways to go, and I want a challenge to make that happen. Love it, dude. Absolutely love it from Jimmy Leonard. And the fact that he spurned the Packers, you know, two interviews, talking to LaFleur, he was the number one choice, right? I mean, that's that was well documented. Jimmy Leonard was the number one choice. Yeah, and then they kind of had to regroup and say, hey, Joe, you still want the job? Yeah, hey, Joe Barry, you still want that job? He's like, hell yeah, I do, dude. I mean, you mean I'm, I'm the second choice? I'll take it. Uh, here's Jimmy Leonard. <laughs> the last time I was ever offered anything like this was with Detroit and Washington. Yeah, I'll take the Packer job. <laughs> uh, could you imagine... Could you imagine uh, a player? You're a player for the Wisconsin Badgers, and your DC, your one of your coaches, goes and interviews for an NFL job, prestigious job, title town, thirteen NFL championships. You're two, you're two years in a row, one game away from the Super Bowl, and it was. Uh, you know how good your DC is, and Jim Leonard. Well, honestly, and that's he turns down the Packers. Point. Exactly, that's the selling. That's it's it. another selling point. See, look, I could have went into the NFL and been a defensive coordinator. For the Packers. I turned down the Packers job because I love to be in college where I can't. This is him talking to a recruit. You yeah. Know? I went, I played there as a walk on, you know, think of the ability you have being a you know four star, five star recruit. And look at what we've done here with our, my defensive. We've gotten better every single year. We've been good. Imagine you're a player for Jimmy Leonard. You're like, dude, coach. Hell yeah, brother. Welcome back. Here he is. I'm excited about them. These are, these are kids we all recruited here. And because of who they are, the character they show on top of their football abilities. So anytime you earn their respect as a coach, you know you're doing something right. And, and having some confirmation uh, with their reactions to that you know, makes you feel good. And you know, now I have more work to do to, to help continue to push this group. What are you going to say, Rowdy? No, nothing. Just Jimmy Leonard's the man, I think is what you're going to say, right? <laughs> yeah, if anything, I think this it basically helps recruiting. It's uh, absolutely incredible.